darling Honey, don't you wanna go Southern Rock Podcast, a southern storm of bold, liberating rock, shot through with blues, soul, and gospel. And now, your hosts for the show, Brian Jones and Jason Johannes. Welcome to another episode of the All Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast. Jason's here, and uh, what what do you got? What's going on? How are you? Uh, I'm doing okay, man. How are you doing? Good. I am good. I can't complain. I'm good. I think the point, pot topic of conversation before we get into our guest, though, is talking about a, a formal guest we've had on twice and the kind of a change that's going on. So, you know, everybody's listened. We're a big fan of the Dead Deads uh, band. Uh, we've had Daisy Dead on twice. She was part of our Halloween Spectacular with our buddy Boone from Otis last year. Well, it seems that Daisy has left the Dead Deads to pursue some other opportunities right now, and um, we wish her the best. You know, she's she was one of she was one of those people like our guest tonight that we automatically I think clicked with. Yeah, very charming. Um, yeah, it's um, I'm looking forward to whatever it is that she's gonna do, you know, musically or, or elsewise. Um, it did kind of sound, I think, from what you, we were talking about, that this could be like a temporary thing. Um, but uh, yeah. Could be. I mean, the door is open. It doesn't sound like anytime soon, but the door is open. And they so they played in Nashville uh, this past week. And so we're recording this on, on September 13th. So this, this episode's weeks away. But just to put in perspective, they played last Saturday, um, opening for Buck Cherry in Nashville. And they actually on bass pulled in uh, Julia from a, a pop rock band called the Fox, Foxies out of Nashville. So Julia came in, they dubbed her uh, Foxy Dead. I watched some of the live stream um, that, that a member of the Dead Chorus had done. She did a great job. Back, I mean, she's a lead singer of the Foxies, so she nailed the backing vocals, could play the bass. Um, you know, uh, the Tish and, 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 um, and the drummer, I'm blanking on her name real fast. Uh, yeah, yeah, but they, they all sounded good. But it's just, hey, I still love the band. Mm-hmm. Um, we're big Daisy fans. She's a friend of ours from the podcast, and it's just a shame to see her go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, like I said, hopefully that's a temporary thing, but uh, whatever it is, it is, and uh, we'll keep you updated. And we definitely uh, keep up with everything she's doing. And, yep, and I've hooked, I've uh, linked up with her mom via social media, and we've communicated many times over the months. And I I just sent a note out to her saying, hey, you know, if Daisy does another music thing or wants to promote anything brian that she's got mm-hmm. an open door with us just, just always us always um now speaking of guests who you know instantly as soon as they start talking we're instantly in and we love them uh we got that coming up for you guys yeah we do so we've got christopher shane um a southern is a it's a southern rock band but christopher shane is the lead singer and guitarist uh, one of the guitarists from the band out of Phoenix, Arizona, and, you know, they do a harder, 
harder version of Southern rock with blues elements, definitely a little bit of that metal aspect, but certainly in our realm, Brian, and he was a little bit different than what I expected him to be in a good way. Yeah. I mean, I think we were kind of thinking like he might be like more on the, like the more the countryside or maybe even like getting close to country pop and we couldn't have been more wrong. Um, You guys are definitely gonna have to strap yourself in for this one uh really you know it's kind of reminiscent of jd simo um but uh good 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 way to strap you know strapping yourself in for a good reason because <laughs> he's listen, a great guy to talk to it is just great more stories. than likely we've we've hit on something that you're interested in with this conversation no matter what your interests are we probably for sure that. for sure yeah with you know lightning round questions talking about food talking about ice cream talking about this is a very diverse individual within the southern rock blues blues rock kind of genre and um, great artist great personality yeah you guys are gonna enjoy this one i know you enjoy all of them you're really gonna like this so we got a new friend here he's gonna be coming back again and again so kick back relax enjoy our conversation with christopher shane <laughs> On a beat line headed out of town On a good time rendezvous We each stand in some ten year We got a cold six pack or two On a seaside destination girl Making memories with you She said have a nice We're here at the guest segment of the podcast You guys know I always throw it over to Jason To tell you guys the listeners who we have with us today and you will always know that I love to introduce the guests today. So we've got a really cool uh, rock with Southern rock and blues inspired tones to it, like a heavier rock coming to us from the, actually the Southwest, not the South, but the Southwest. So we have Christopher Shane on today. How are you doing, Christopher? Doing all right. How are you guys? We're good. Good. We're not as hot as you. Brian's certainly not as hot as you. He's <laughs> it is yeah. blistering outside. You know, you stay inside. That's that's the What's goal. 120, 115 in Phoenix. What do we got? Something like that. And now the humidity is <laughs> starting to go up. So it's just uh, wait, wait wow. a minute. You get humidity too. That's not fair. You get the worst we get of the, everything. We get the monsoons. We get the huge wall of dust. So it dirties up your car, <laughs> and then it rains on it. So hopefully it washes away or stains it, and then it just becomes a hellscape outside. So <laughs> hellscape. I like that's that. Exactly, that's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, well, man, let's uh, let's get this thing kicking off. How did you start in music and then? eventually how did that lead to you like starting your own band uh so i i grew up in uh in a musical family i was trying to avoid the cliche there's no way of avoiding the cliche but um <laughs> my dad he actually played bass in a uh a hair metal band uh oh, for oh, a while oh. yeah he played, uh surgical steel they were way lower on the okay the- okay um, but they did some stuff with Rob Halford and all of those guys and everything like that. So, um, you know, so I always kind of had that. And then uh, my mom always kept rock around the house. So I kind of just kind of grew up in like this rock and roll household. Um, started playing guitar was that when I was in my teens. Uh, my friend got a guitar. His dad brought home a guitar while I was there. And I'm super hyper competitive. So uh, 
of course I had to go out and, and complain to my mom that I needed a guitar. So then we started competing on riffs and everything like that, just playing, you know, Metallica and Megadeth back and forth. Um, and then we just decided to see what happens if we brought in more people and it just kind of spiraled outward from there for the most part. Um, you know, he started to be more the the lead guy. I started focusing on songwriting. That's kind of where I, I, after I got through being an angsty teenager, um, I started really listening to like old blues music and that kind of stuff. And I kind of developed a style, you know, with those kind of open tunings and the way that they kind of drone and everything like that. And then I, it started to spiral into something that, that turned into something pretty cool to where now I have trouble playing like, I guess, normal songs. Um, <laughs> so yeah so and then it just yeah no now now we're just kind of playing around with that voice and seeing what happens and it's just been it's just been a blast from there on out so so how long would you is the christopher shane that's the band is the christopher shane band right that's yeah it. and how long has that been up and running oh, i have lost track i think seven years or so we spent about two years trying to figure it out um, which I think most bands do. You got you got to, you know, you got to kind of have your your everything sucks phase first before everybody's watching, <laughs> and then um, and then you can kind of tool it around and figure out exactly what you want to do with it. But um, it took us a little bit to to kind of gain our footing and how we wanted to present it. And once we were able to do that successfully, then it just took off from there. So, so what consists of the the everything sucks period? Are we sleeping in cars, we eating bologna on hand, or <laughs> yeah, all of, all of that stuff? Not, <laughs> not only that, but it's just like you know, you write you write a handful of songs, one of them's good, you know, and you just repeat that process forever until you figure out like, oh, this is going to be what we want to do, and so now we're going to try to do that, and then you just kind of take that and you keep iterating, you keep iterating, but the the everything sucks phase. I mean, that's where musicians are made, right? You oh, gotta, of course. You got to have that struggle period. You got to have all of that stuff where you really don't know anything. And you're just kind of flying by the seat of your pants. And uh, so, yeah, we did that. It was fun. What What is the, what was it, what has it been like for you in Phoenix? Like what kind of a music scene has been there from when you started to now? It's uh it's an interesting scene there. It's, it's, it's pockety and I, and, you know, not knowing much about other scenes, but I mean, you know, there's, there's a pretty um, intense, like hard rock scene. Uh, there's the Tempe scene, which is like Roger Klein and those guys where it's a lot of like college based weird stuff happening uh arizona i mean you know we had we had that huge death metal thing blow up 15 years ago with job mm -hmm. for a cowboy mm -hmm. and all of those guys um so it's just kind of pockets and so you gotta the the, the blessing and the curse for us is we never belong to a pocket so trying to find a show is just like we're just going to make our own scene in our own sound and if everybody follows up great if they don't we'll find our scene elsewhere we're, we'll, we'll, we will find our place wherever we belong this is this is what we're going to sound like sorry so what 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 is that uh community that this into you guys or follow you guys but what's that like now where's that at like you have like your people you have you know, like you said you created created your own scene yeah i mean there's starting to be there's there's this weird thing that's starting to happen i'm not going to take credit at all for it but there's starting to be some southern rock 
bands that I've been noticing that are like, oh, you guys are kind of in the similar vein and, and everything mm-hmm. like that that are starting to pop up within the last couple of years. Um, so there's something brewing. I can't really say what it is, but I know that, mm-hmm. you know, especially when it comes to our sound and our, our vibe and everything, you know, of course it appeals to, to you know, your, your uh, bikers and those kind of guys. And we can, luckily with our sound, we can kind of blend into the country style just mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit. So we can kind of pick mm-hmm. up some of those gigs, pull some people over there, get some of the rock gigs, pull some people. So we kind of, we're lucky in the sense that we've, been able to uh, uh kind of run in between everything and do it successfully um yeah like i get like a heavier almost um blackberry smoke brian when i listen to him you know like a heavier yeah. edge but certainly with those soulful blues and southern rock undertones exactly and we've we've opened for them we've opened for you know oh, cadillac cadillac three we love that band oh, oh the cadillac three nice yes yeah we've we've done cadillac three a, a bunch of times but then, i always you know, forget how many guys are in that band Ah, it's it's so hard to tell um but you know and and on the other side of it we've done even the bigger shows we've done skinnered a handful of times easy top a handful of times did you do skinnered when um um uh uh, damon johnson was playing with them at the time or is it everybody else we just uh i I think within the last year damon johnson was there because we were supposed Mm -hmm. to actually we were supposed to play we were i think we were supposed to go on tour with them um and Skinner pulled them, so we had to cancel everything out. And okay, like that. Yeah. So that's um, a pretty good get. Get though, if like Skinner's asking you guys to do some dates with them. We got that, you know. And and what's it's funny. We've always we've always laughed. Uh, I think there's only one band, <laughs> two bands that like if we add a cover in our set list, we end up playing with them somewhere down the road. And the two bands that haven't done it yet are uh, Aerosmith and ABBA. <laughs> And those are the two that haven't done it yet. <laughs> well, you, you have better odds of one versus the other, I'd say. Hey, you know, I hold out hope for both. You never know. You never know. <laughs> that would be a hell of a show. You guys open up for ABBA, though. I mean, that, that would be, uh, the, cra- the crowd would be super interesting. I, you know, we, we, there's, it's on our Instagram. I'll make my manager post it uh, again. But we did, when we played with ZZ Top, it was for, uh, in town here it was for bike week and i think there was something like twenty-one thousand people some some insane number and it's just a sea of people and me being the pot stirrer that i am uh i was like you know what let's close with dancing queen and just see what happens and we're both like all of us on stage are terrified at this moment either everyone's going to shut down or they're going to love it and so we programmed like into it there's a dead pause where we catch everybody singing it. And sure enough, we hit that pause and the entire crowd is singing it. And we catch all of the most hardcore biker guys you've ever seen with the patches and the vest and everything like that, just screaming, you know, dancing queen. It's fantastic. Uh, there's not one group of people that dislikes ABBA. It's, 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 it's ubiquitous. They're universal. Yeah, and we've been we've been trying to find like the next dancing queen to cover, and it's impossible because it's there's nothing quite as uh, popular as dancing queen. It's weird. Did, did you do the tr- that traditional version, or did did you do like a different arrangement of the, of that song? We actually we the, the we actually do the the Yahoos, um, which is Georgia Satellites. A couple of members from Georgia Satellites they did this record, the Yahoos um 
and we just do their version which is like a rock and roll version all guitar based yeah. and everything okay. like that so the yahoos hmm, i haven't heard of that the, oh, it's, it's really it's really obscure with every time we played we've only had one person go up like that was cool it's like okay all right you're the one person <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm in a band and i'm gonna give you my abba dancing queen story yeah <laughs> because you know it's all about me uh, i'm in a band <laughs> when we first started out we were much more like a rockabilly-ish like punk rockabilly band before we're more of like a tom petty sound now so anyway mm-hmm. back in the early days we got a gig uh, to play the official after party of the Ohio Roller Girl Tournament in Columbus. Okay. So we're playing the show, all the roller girls and all, you know, all, all the stuff's going on there. And we're playing and kind of people are digging some of that stuff. But as soon as we get, as soon as we're done with our set for the night or sets for the night, stop. The DJ hits Dancing Queen. Everybody all of a sudden goes crazy, goes out the dance, like, and it's a party. We weren't good enough, but as soon as you do ABBA, it makes it's a party. Part. There's some weird magic sauce in that song. It's 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 gone beyond. Roller girls love it, right? Oh, roller girls love it. Like who'd have thought? That's they it. Figured they'd like the rockabilly stuff. Nope, Abba. Nope. Roller girls and bikers. We've we've learned we've learned that literally you play in front of anybody. <laughs> you were just mentioning how you know playing to the country crowd, kind of pulling some of them into the rock crowd. And before that, you were talking uh, about you know your appreciating learning, getting into the blues. Uh, is there, uh, did you have done any like blues festival spots or like build in some of the blues people at all? And uh, also along with that, like, do you have a specific blues player that you're a fan of? Uh, well, yeah. Okay. So like my number one dude and in inspiration is uh, R.L. Burnside. Nice. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Cause I mean, you listen to, to ass pocket of whiskey that's like a blues punk record like that yeah. that record hits hard um so we haven't done the blues stuff anytime it, i think we've done once and it didn't go well because we're just too hard you know everybody kind of has this weird notion with the blues either you are um purist with the kind of uh you know stevie ray kind of vibe and all that other stuff buddy guy kind of vibe like everybody kind of has their own like pocket of where they want to hang out with Mm -hmm. um you know my kind of inspiration and the kind of stuff that i draw from is a lot of that uh early 30s 40s you know that kind of really nasty recording you know there's only one recording of this Mm -hmm. um and so i i kind of get a lot of that but then of course yeah then you listen to rl burnside who you know took his entire catalog and just towards the end there was just working on it with everybody doing hip hop remixes mm-hmm. and all that other stuff, which makes it that, that kind of proved to me that like blues music is ephemeral, right? You can use it with anything and it can be mm-hmm. everybody responds to that level of groove and that level of um, syncopation and the way that they're just kind of structured and everything like that. And once again, you know, that's, that's, that's also part of the emotional aspect of blues. Um, there's something there that, that is personally being touched upon that I don't think um, some genres hit quite as effectively. Mm-hmm. Really. So, yeah, yeah. So uh, let's talk about, like, the, you know, recordings that you've done so far. Right. So, you know, we started with, turning stones at the time with turning stones so 
Christopher Shane kind of formed as like an afterthought. Uh, me and my guitar player writing partner, Dave, we were in another band here in town that was very heavy called Whiskey Six. <laughs> Uh, we had some radio success and everything like that. And so we got done. It's a cool name, Whiskey Six. It was cool. It worked, yeah. you know. And uh, so, and and we just kind of fell into the loop of, of hard rock and just started getting heavier and heavier. And it just kind of started to turn into stuff we didn't want to play anymore. Um, and so that kind of exploded with the band members. So Dave and I looked at each other and said, hey, we're not done yet. Let's figure something out. So we go and we try to do all this new stuff. Uh, and so that first album is literally just me and Dave um, and our producer doing the drums. That's it. We didn't have a band. We didn't have anything. We didn't even know what it was going to be. We just wanted to record it and see what happened. Um, and so we did that. We did that. And then we kind of got back. It's like, oh, crap, we need to find a band. Let's figure out what the band would be like. Right. So we go get the band, do the suck period. Um <laughs> <laughs> and then we start iterating and figuring out okay let's start incorporating some of the these tones in there let's start trying this let's start doing this so you know we've got a chance to work with a lot of producers um jay baumgartner is our uh current producer and he's that dude is is intense and he knows he knows really how to get a great tone so we we've gotten a lot of good stuff i mean the with the uh, broken scarred ep that that one has because we were out at nrg we managed to get like matt sorum on it we managed to get oh no kidding oh yeah so those drums are all matt sorum wow no shit wow um and we got you know so like there's it's cool vibes like we got we kind of uh, uh just kind of spiraled into some cool stuff that i never even thought and literally matt sorum showed up again how did you get him to record with you guys again because we were we were out in LA, we were at NRG. Um, yeah, and the producer just called him up. Jay just said, "Hey, come on in." So we, that's we, a good we, producer. I hey, big, big credit, big credit. Guns and Roses, Velvet Revolver. I mean, come on, all of that stuff. Well, and and Baumgartner. I mean, he did you know Lincoln Park and all of those guys too. So, um, you know, we were we we kind of followed that trend. We with that particular EP, we we played with darkness a little bit we hadn't had a chance to play with dark tones yet um and so now when we found a lot of cool things that we liked out of that one the last one we started to play with like some lo-fi vibes and now this next one is going to be mainly those dark vibes and the lo-fi vibes into something that's going to be really really interesting i don't think i've quite heard anything quite on on the level of these songs like that so it should be interesting so where 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 have you recorded at so far? Like what studios or? Um, we did uh, mainly, the, especially with the way that that the internet is now. Um, you know, it used to be you have to go and try to travel to everything because everybody has mm -hmm. different stuff. Now you can set up everything in your home and get a comparable product as long as you have a good mixer and everything like that and good tape. Uh, but I mean, when we started out, it was, it was Pearl Sound Studios out in Detroit, which is where we did the first one, did a, a handful here in town over at SCR. Then we went out to NRG out in LA uh, for Broken Scarred. 
This last one was kind of a hodgepodge of a couple different places. We were just kind of playing around. And then the the next one that's coming up was Villain Recording, which is uh, one of our friends here in town. And, and uh, we just got some great stuff out of that. Like, how much time did you spend in L.A.? And, and if you had time to uh, check out the local talent, is there anyone uh, that you've liked or caught on to or in local talent in la in or? la like just whatever what other bands you know like you're amongst your peer group or that yeah, been around yeah. the same amount of time as you yeah there's um one of my one of my really closest friends um his name is jordan ziff he's in he's he's talent i mean when we me and him first started playing together i was a little bit older than him but i think he was like 16 years old and he is a monster player is it uh is that Jordan Ziff that's playing in Rat now? That's the one. Oh wow, no shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he, you know, and and Marty Friedman and all of those guys. You know, oh, like he's 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 playing with all of those guys. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I grew up with him, you know. Um, and he's got a new band, Hot Crazy, I think is the name. Ninety-five percent sure is the name, which are they're fantastic. They he's always wanted to do a Queen project. He's always wanted to have that kind of large vocal tone with the the Brian May guitar vibes and everything like that. He's landed on it, and it's it's just so great. Cool, very cool. So let's talk about some of your other albums up to this point of releasing this the newest single, which is Nice Ride, I believe. So kind of what's your discography look like? Mm. So we've been playing around with, I mean, music's in a weird spot right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I you do, do a lot of singles and EPs more than full albums. Yeah, well, and, and there's, a, there's a thing for that, right? Um, yeah. I mean, it's very common these days. That's pretty normal. It's kind of the way that it kind of has to be because yeah. you look at yeah. it from a, a music, I, I mean, you know, we're all, we're all deep in music people, right? But... Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people today consume them, uh, consume music either on playlists or, uh, you know, they hit shuffle on something. They they do this, they do right. that. They, they, nobody ever sits down and listens to a full twelve song record anymore. But um, music listening, unfortunately, is not a active thing anymore well, particularly for the younger audiences younger crowds right guys 100%. like our, my age and brian's age we will still listen to a record but yeah 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 yeah. because there's there's you have those memories and attachments to it i mean well, we're and what, old and well there's <laughs> but you know well and 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 the uptick in vinyl is kind of promising because yeah vinyl mm-hmm. requires you to be yeah uh active you got to sit there you, you got to be committed stuff. yeah you got yeah you, you literally have to cancel some plans like all right i gotta set this thing up i'm gonna enjoy this damn it gotta be ready to flip it over here in three songs exactly you better hope all those songs are good too because man it's a bitch trying to skip um so you know there's you have that but music is kind of passive now so from a artist perspective is it smarter to release a full album full of okay songs some okay some really great you know all that other stuff or just focus on the ones that like these are the best these are the ones we're the most proud of and the ones you're going to want to listen to they're ready to go here you go um and just build up the catalog that way i would love to produce more 
money and opinions and all that other stuff always gets in the way. But um, the idea is, yeah, to release EPs as as a just like, you know, this is this is what the attention span calls for for a modern day listener. Well, and part of that too is not only are you just releasing singles, but you're releasing videos that go out with them too, which is the trend. Hey, it's a single and a video. It's got to, yeah. And you got to pay for both of those. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, you got, you got the video, you got that, you got the licensing, you got, you got all of that stuff that kind of goes into it. You know, musicians now, um, I was just watching, I was just watching Adam Neely and he said that, yeah, like the, the game now is like, you know, most musicians, you are your own business owner. I mean, you've always been your own business owner, Mm -hmm. but you are now in charge of not only the music video, the album, the artwork, what does the merch look like? How much are you doing? What kind of quality is this? Can you get it a partnership over here? Does it, you know, it's so much more vast than where it used to be. And so it takes a lot of effort. And especially if you want to do it right, it takes a lot of effort, a lot of money Mm -hmm. and a lot of time. So just that kind of stuff is just, it's just a different place, you know, especially when you're not dealing with the kind of um, major label market, you know, so you got, you just got to wear all the hats and you got to try to figure out and make it work, let alone shows in between, you know. Mm -hmm. I always have to compliment, you know, our guests, artists in the way the music is nowadays, where, you know, you guys aren't out there making millions, you know, it's, it's, I would think like, you know, the grind is a little more, I mean, you know, but the compliment is that I don't hear anybody complaining about it, which is so great. You know, that's, it is what it is. This is how it is now. And we're still doing this. And I think that shows even more that, you know, you, people are doing it out of the love of the music and because and i shouldn't really try and guess or not but you'll i'll read comments from you know people that are famous musicians mm-hmm. that have been doing this for decades say well even if all this money wasn't here i'd still be doing it and i've always kind of had been a little bit suspicious but it's so nice now to see that proof in the pudding that all you guys doing this nowadays the way the music business is you're still doing it it's like yeah this yeah. is for the love of music it's, it- it's not even it's 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 I'll even up it a little bit. It's not even just like a love thing. It's just like that's what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, right. it's it's if if there was nobody there, I'd be doing it. If there wasn't because I mean on, on a base level, especially with lyrics and notes and all that other stuff, that's me channeling out whatever's in my brain or my heart or whatever. Um it's a good outlet on that. And then just the fact that you can take that and turn it into something positive and put something out there into the world that is, had never existed before, or just something that is just a piece of humanity. You know, I, I, I always make that a big thing is like going to a show. Cause that's the other thing, especially uh, in a post COVID world. Um, I think we all kind of realize that kind of human connection and that humanity of going to see a live show, knowing that, you know, the people on stage are there doing that to facilitate, you know, your good time. That's huge, you know, that kind of connection, because there's no other place that you can be than in a crowd and an audience, you know, shoulder to shoulder, 
and just embracing what is happening and and everybody's participating in it you know you get that kind of group that that group think and that mind going it's so great um so i when it comes to you know all of that stuff yeah you you have to love this because there's music industry is brutal you know you're going to hear a million criticisms you're going to hear a million no's um but it's all made worthwhile when you're on that stage and and you are able to kind of tap into that flow state you know with your band and everything like that and everything just kind of clicks there's no replacing that it's addictive so do you do your own booking too and if so like what what what's that look like touring like what kind of shows i'm i'm assuming you know smaller rooms but you know like are you headlining shows are you doing package shows with other bands that you admire how, how does that all work uh so i believe we are still with tko i don't know i'll have to check they're listed on your website <laughs> okay perfect cool we're still with tko so uh so they handle all of that stuff but yeah we do um you know, we'll go out, we'll do, we'll do our own shows. Uh, we'll do the big shows with the big guys. We'll do the package. It's kind of just wherever you can fit in to get in front of a crowd that will be receptive. Mm-hmm. Um, you just want to make sure that, you know, you're, cause that's, we, we've been big fans of kind of dying on our own sword there for a little bit. So we'll tailor a little bit to what we're doing, but at the end of the day, we're us, you know, um, our, our first single was give a damn, which was basically a big middle finger to everybody. So, you know kind of get on or get off for the most part yeah going back to kind of your star a little bit and and talking about hey you had a musical family a dad that was playing a bass in a rock mm-hmm. band did did your dad or anybody else hey one get you started on, on learning instrument because you play guitar help with vocal lessons how i mean really how did you learn to do both um no i self-taught myself on guitar um just kind of just wanting to do it um i uh I was too much of an angsty teen to accept help or anything like that. And then uh, senior year, I was really, really bored. I had nothing really going on. I was staying home. <laughs> Wasn't the popular kid. That's why I was able to learn guitar. Um, so I decided to uh, audition for the school play because it happened to be an actual cool musical. It was uh, a Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, if I'm going to do it, that I that one's awesome. Right. It's got all those rock vibes to it. So I auditioned and I ended up getting the voice of the plant, which is clearly <laughs> Audrey. The role. Yeah, I got the Audrey, too. It's fantastic. So and I didn't I didn't, I didn't tell uh, I didn't tell my parents I was doing it. And um, I just told them to show up, check it out or whatever. And they didn't see me on stage the whole time. And then their their look of shock uh when i told them like oh yeah no the voice you know the thing talking behind the puppet that was me the whole time and we ended up we ended up going to like theater state which i had no idea was a thing uh mm. and we it, it turned into a big thing so that's when i found out i could sing and then singing and playing guitar at the same time that just that's just that's just practice practice a lot, yeah. a lot of practice yeah and a lot of muscle memory did anybody like from the school plays help you with your, your like vocal coaching? Nope. Nope. I had to learn all of that on my own. I, I developed so many bad habits. I'm still going through with a vocal coach. That's why right you're now. drinking the tea, man. That's okay. why I got the tea. I have a vocal coach now. 
we're learning all i'm i've i've i'm going back to school that's what i'm doing i'm finally there taking care of it because yeah there was a while there where it was just like not good it was it was brutal so yeah no i uh yeah cheers with the tea so is there uh an artist amongst your peer group about your age that's been doing it the same amount of time as you that you'd want to go out there and do some shows with anyone that really knocks your socks off man um there's a there's a i mean there's a there's a bunch i mean obviously jordan anything he wants to do i'm i'm in just because i think him and i would uh cause a lot of mayhem which would be a lot of fun um a lot of stuff in our peer group man uh, there's so much stuff out there that honestly just getting on the road and 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 just embracing different vibes and different music um there's a couple of bands in town um crashing revel revelry is really good yep Probably yeah we're going to talk to them at some point i've chatted with those guys a little bit <laughs> tell zach i said hi uh he's great he's great dude um great guitar player too and uh josh strickland from um bayou bandits is great i mean there's like i said there's starting to be this little microcosm here that's starting to develop so like if this thing actually ends up working out and everything kind of explodes up then like hey let's drag it out blossoming southern rock blues scene in southwest US. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, and, and I've long maintained like like being stuck between L.A. and <laughs> Texas in the South. Right. So we kind of get we kind of get like the Texas in the South tones with that kind of Wild West character over the top. And then you you absorb some of that drama from L.A. and you kind of make it into something really cool and unique. Um that's kind of just been our vibe and it's 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 cool to see that it's starting to catch on a little bit so nice ride is that your latest single in that came out in may yeah 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 that one that one was a quick one <laughs> that one i think i think <laughs> i think that one took we we really needed something to hold over so we uh i think that one we sat down one night got it in about 30 minutes said cool let's get a thing and we were in the studio the next couple of days and knocked it out and we were done it's like sweet there you so, go to me that one feels a lot more classic southern rock ish than yeah. like your other stuff which is a lot heavier but mm -hmm. still with those right undertones is this a direction you guys are going more of that or is it just how the song came out that's just that that's how that song ended up working right. out you know i had the riff and uh in retrospect not that I would ever change anything, but yeah, I mean, with what is about to come out, um, we probably could have roughed it up a shade, but at the same time, it was the vibe for it, you know? So yeah. I, 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 when I wrote that riff, I just kind of wanted something with that, that kind of pickup energy to it and it just worked. Yeah. The video is cool too. I dig the video. Video is great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got an even having the after dark version, which is, I guess, the more is that the more risque cut of it? Yeah, Google got mad at us. Google, <laughs> what are they? They said there was too much of the making out, and you could almost see someone's boobs and everything like that. And we're like, wait, wait a minute, almost see? That's not. Come on, that's a I, they, all. Yeah, almost <laughs> see will get you banned on Google. So we had to release that. Like, all right, here's here's Jeez. the one with the with the advertising on it. 
And here's the one that, you know, is the artist vision over here. So Google's a bunch of Puritans. Who would have thought? Believe me. Yeah, we, we, would, we would have gone way more risque if it wasn't for that one. Yeah. You're also a guitar player and you talk about mm -hmm. using a lot of open strings, which has mm -hmm. come with a lot of blues players, guys like Rich Robinson, the Black Crows and stuff. Who oh, kind yeah. of inspired you in, in your in your playing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Black Crows is a big one. Um, yeah. What, what was funny was, uh, you know, I, I grew up listening to Black Crows, but never learned any. And it wasn't until the last couple of years when I actually started to learn some Black Crows. I kind of like knew all the, the finger formations. Like, yeah, oh, I know yeah, exactly the, how yep. to make this happen. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that, but, you know, RL um, and of course, no, Rory Gallagher was a big one um that there's something especially when he plays acoustic there's just something magical especially with those kind of uh, obviously irish uh vibes kind of built in there um there's just something so cool about that so i i, I really he was a huge inspiration for me starting out big time are you playing stuff mostly in open g i mean what, what's your go-to open tuning uh yeah i got one guitar for open g i got one guitar for i mean everything's tuned down a half step and then one for open d major for more of the darker stuff okay um just just recently i've been forced to add a standard tune guitar because i had to be oh, I horrible know. how horrible uh, <laughs> no and there's no vibe to it it's do you remember just, how to play chords and standards uh, power chords is like you all can't right just use one finger anymore man uh, yeah 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 what is this what is this i gotta like get carpal tunnel now it's fantastic <laughs> well the cool thing like you hit on about the open chords is once you learn the the you know the pretty common shapes you can move them up and down the neck and you can do a lot a lot with yeah. them you know yeah well and that's that's uh that's always been a, a thing with our sound um you know dave doesn't tune his guitars differently i play yeah. in open tuning dave will play in standard, standard. uh more often than but a half or, step down about half step down yeah so we're yeah. in the same same area but he that hitting the notes you know hitting an a chord on an open tune guitar mm -hmm. on top of an a chord on a standard tune guitar you're technically hitting the same notes but because they're on different strings with different uh you know thicknesses and energy to it makes the sound artificially larger than you would think um, right so that's that's really helped the sound uh going forward nobody steal that trick that's our trick tm yeah. <laughs> or whatever whatever i have to say yeah whatever it's on <laughs> tape so you know it's on tape. We, yeah, we, it's fine. we can refer to the tape if we need to that's fine whatever whatever <laughs> You've mentioned Arl Burnside. You've mentioned Rory Gallagher. I'm interested to know who in like the rock genre, southern rock, or even metal, you know, hard rock. What other players from other those kind of rock genres are influenced or have been influenced to you? Um, I've always from from a vocal rock standpoint, I've always been obsessed with uh, like Steven Tyler and Aerosmith in general. Joe Perry. Joe Perry has the craziest phrasing. Just that dude yeah. is is out there, you know. And um, I'm kind of one of those guys that's like, I kind of like later 
era era smith hey there's nothing wrong with like permanent vacation pump uh nine lives eat the rich is brutal like as far as like there's some like really pumping rhythms on that one Mm -hmm. um who else i mean you know as a teenager it was dave mustaine and and james hetfield and those guys Um, did you listen to the new, new megadeth album that just came out I heard the, the the first single that they released and I was kind of blown away because I, I kind of fallen yeah. off um, right around the system has failed is when I started to be like, okay, I'm going to try to look up some other stuff now. Uh, and I heard that one and I was like, that's actually a really awesome riff and it doesn't get too, uh, doesn't get too bogged down the way that, that I feel like some of the other stuff has, has done. So I'm, I'm kind of, it kind of feels like they're check out the form. album. I think you'll like it. I'm I'm sure I will. It's it's Megadeth. You know, you gotta you gotta. And, and for me, like, so I, I've made this comparison before, but yeah. I think Megadeth has had a better, more consistent career than Metallica from yep. first album to last album. Metallica had way higher highs than Megadeth could ever have and happen. But if you look at the whole, you know, discography, man, like Megadeth had a better consistent career. Yeah, yeah. Well, and 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 it's kind of two different approaches to the same problem, right? You like when you look at uh, when you look at Megadeth, you know they 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 spent some time in Radio Land for a while, and then they quickly mm-hmm. went back to all right, we're gonna be thrash again. Just, yeah, Metallica. I mean, I personally I really love uh, Load and Reload just because there's nothing that sounds like those albums. Um, but when you when you look at Metallica, they they always seem like a band that they're trying to just be artists and and really explore in the space. I think the 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 most unfortunate thing with some of their other songs is that they were just they had the Metallica name on it. Had they called it something mm-hmm. else or something like that, they probably could have gotten away with a couple of those. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, Meg- but Megadeth has also been just consistent, like it's about the riffs it's about the mm-hmm. blazing solos and everything like that and so that's what we're going to stick to what we do not with one saint anger album in the bunch no no and they all they all have their fronts maybe maybe <laughs> maybe the world needs a hero wasn't the best step risk had a couple of ones that were interesting other than that but yeah like you know it's megadeth it's Why Megadeth, not? right? It's Megadeth. I've always been down with Megadeth, more oh, so than Metallica. I like Metallica, especially early Metallica. <laughs> the S and M Metallica stuff is amazing when they play yeah. with an orchestra. Just and you know, I use that example. So my son is a pian- he plays piano, mm-hmm. and he likes classical music much more than rock or anything else. So I just like listen, rock and heavy metal have a very great comparisons with with classical music. Like listen to this, you know, Metallica, and he. He liked it and he can kind of kind of see this. That's the cool thing about music, right? You've got classical orchestral music and it, it works well with heavy metal. That's that's what I mean. It's kind of like anything. You need that key to get into anything. Right. You know, yeah. um, I, I long have, you know, bands that that people have been recommending me listening to for years. But if I don't find the right song that all of a sudden, oh, I can follow this train down in and all of a sudden now I'm in the world with everybody. If I don't have that song or I don't have that keyhole, I'm I'm out. I can't figure this band out, um, you know. And especially with Metallica, Metallica, for me, you know, 
when I was growing up, they were already past the thrash phase. You know, they were in the power phase, you know, black, black album, load, reload, the black album. And oh, so yeah, yeah. I always identified with the power that Metallica had. Like when they, when, when you hear sad, but true, there is nothing that hits as heavy as those notes, you know, like mm-hmm. those notes punch you in the face each time. Megadeth on the other hand, I mean, those, those riffs and everything will just blister your fingers <laughs> and just, you know, light you on fire kind of a thing. But that it's once again, two different sides. Yep. It, and Metallica was always that live band. You talk about that power and that energy, man. Anytime they played live, they still just the power behind them. It's a power move, man. And there's, there's nothing that beats Harvester of Sorrow Oh, Live. and Justice for All is my favorite Metallica album. I'm like oh, in the minority. Oh. I love that one. Of course. I mean, if, if only they cranked Newstead's bass up more. You know, they're kind of. Well, but that, I just love that album. It's such a, it's such a great. But you see, when you see Harvester of Sorrow at that Russian, you know, million people performance or whatever, he's just and Hetfield's up there, just standing there, just like embracing it all. There's nothing that beats that level of just control and power there is yeah it's and one is my least favorite song on that album i like one but it's my least favorite song off that record one's okay it's overplayed you know <laughs> yeah for sure but man like just oh well black and come on black well come on black and i mean you have in that epic bridge yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about. Okay. Hey, Brian, what kind of podcast are we on here? We're all things blues and southern rock. Anything that can relate to it, even if, <laughs> if you don't play that style, if you're a fan of it. Uh, my Megadeth for me is Thirteen and Super Collider, and I think really? some people said, "Oh, that's like too, too, I don't know, too melodic or something." I mean, some I of the like other stuff, or... like before that, like Endgame, and then these last two records, a new one. It just there's a lot of guitar acrobatics, and I I mean that in a complimentary kind of way. That seems right. like it's more about that than than songs, which is cool too. But yeah. I really like Thirteen and Super Collider. Yeah, I'll go back. I'll go. I'll go back through and check those out because I I remember <laughs> I was kind of tripping out on them, um, where it, it wasn't quite hitting me the same way that early early angsty Megadeth was hitting me. Mm-hmm. But oh, for sure, yeah. But True. you know, uh, Megadeth the drug years. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Apparently, I remember reading an interview. This thing was like, Yeah, you can. I had to remaster it, and you could literally hear me snorting coke in the background of this take. I'm like, All right, <laughs> you know, the joke's been made a thousand times, but how bad do you have to be to get kicked out of Metallica? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, come on, exactly. Right. And then just out of spite form the next greatest thrash band like just out of pure yeah. anger yeah <laughs> but yeah. that's driven dave mustaine's success all through those years for better and for worse for dave mustaine right. but yeah well, <laughs> exactly the worst being him going on to some kind of monster documentary oh. and crying on camera i'm like dave come on man i feel so bad for it like <laughs> I do to, too. To, for somebody to catch like you at your worst moment on camera right. and especially the bed that you've had the personal vendetta against for your entire career and for them to then use it like it's like oh there's yeah. so much there it's like oh damn it dude that was tough yeah that's rough so let's go in the, the yeah, let's go back polar opposite direction <laughs> yeah, of all the you know styles of music that influence you any 
like authentic country artists at all that yeah. have had an influence on you and who would that be uh Dwight Yoakam um a lot of people mention him yeah 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 yeah, yeah. We, we've gotten to play with him uh uh we got oh nice once man because uh, he has rock rockabilly and country all kind of mixed up together yeah he's kind of uh he's 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 great dude um I mean, and more recently, obviously, uh, the thing I love about Stapleton, um, Stapleton is kind of Southern rock. He's kind of like classic rock. He's not, yeah. he's yeah. got a couple of country songs, but when you listen to those records, especially songs from a room and everything like that, there, there's some like, we, we play a couple of those riffs and, and everything in our set, you know, there's some stuff in there that's really, really good. Um, I kind of got super into this kind of modern. Um, it's not it's not underground country, but it's it's when you look at uh, Stapleton and oh my god, I can't remember. I can't believe I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, Jason Isbell is another okay. great one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great storyteller. Um, oh, for sure. I mean, his work in the drive-by truckers is my favorite era really of the, that band oh yeah oh yeah well and then and then you get to his like acoustic stuff and everything like that where you know you just feel it. i remember uh i was driving home from nrg um because i would literally you know working a day job at the time i'd literally get off on friday drive out to la it's a six hour drive and then leave late sunday and get back home just in time for work again um <laughs> yeah i did that for like months it was not don't recommend um yeah. but i brought a friend out of mine he's like hey it's like 3 a.m we're driving home hey listen to this isabel record i'm like dude we have to turn it off he's singing about a girl dying of cancer and i'm like i can't you can't do this to me right now you're not allowed to do this to me um and why can't i think the the the, the other big one the um he just he just did the he just did the one where where it's also on Netflix with the anime. Oh my god, it's gonna kill me. Netflix with anime. Is it a country yeah. guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old school country guy too. Hold on, I am out, I am at my computer to where. Okay, I can look all right, to the Google up. machine, even though the bunch of Puritan a holes. Oh, I know, I know. Um, He's looking. He's looking. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking so hard, and it's just, of course, none of it's pulling up because I can't think of any of the names. So to country proper. music and anime together—that is, I, who the hell would do that? Yeah, because uh, he—he's been on Joe Rogan a thousand times. Um, you're not talking like Willie Nelson, are you? No, no, no. Newer so, Sturgill Simpson. Sturgill. Oh, there we go. There Brian we nailed go. it. That yeah. makes sense then for him to do that. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's, I mean, that guy, that guy is, is so in his own element and with his own energy. Um, and in particular, that record was clearly just like, I'm going to do things my way kind of a thing. I love Sturgill. Um, I saw, I saw a video of him at the, the CMAs. They didn't invite him to the CMAs. And so he was literally outside live streaming uh, busking with his Grammy just sticking out of his, oh. his guitar case. It's like that dude does not care. I love that. Yeah. It's, so, it's 
punk rock country attitude. It's what totally. we need more of. We definitely. Yeah. Well, well let me ask you, uh, both you guys, um, I really loved the first two Shooter Jennings records with the 357s, put the O back in country and yeah. electric rodeo. And then he's really gone diverse with other stuff he's done. Of course, he produced uh, Duff's record, mm-hmm. Tenderness. Uh, you guys get into him at all? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, we've, uh, I think we've played a couple of shows with him. Really? Oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, he's, once again, man, there's this, that's, that's what sucks about, about a lot of kind of like the, the, I don't want to go on a rant against like pop music or anything like that, but there is that kind of actual rebel country style that, is just palpable in in like shooter and a couple of those other guys where you're just like man that's what music is that's what real musicianship is you know and so for shooter i mean we we cover um especially for our country shows we'll we'll throw in like fourth of july or something Mm -hmm. like that in there um so i mean he's just he's great dude i I think i don't think he's making music anymore is he's just producing or something i'm not sure all I was, I just think those those first two records with the three fifty sevens is almost like Blackberry Smoke like, and yeah. Jason, yeah. you get into him at all? I did those. I did. I, did, I like that first album. I don't mm-hmm. know if I ever released from the second album, but man, he came out early two thousands. I think when he started yeah. releasing music, didn't he? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah. I think he's just pr- producing records now. And yeah, not actually so, playing yeah. or recording anymore. I mean, he's putting the time. So yeah, you know. for sure. I mean, he knows what he's doing. He comes from a musical family. Right, once again, yep. yep. Are we near lightning round, Jason? I think so. But before we get to that, um, Christopher. Yeah. Or do you prefer Chris? I mean, you're gonna... either or it doesn't matter. Okay. All right. I feel like your parent calling you Christopher. I'll just call you Chris. You know what? I I will say this. Uh, I did. Christopher. I did. I the, calling it Christopher Shane is fantastic because I got to take the power back from like that would I would be called that if I ever got in trouble. So I got <laughs> to take it. I got to take the power back and make it mine. But the band name or a stage name makes it's it makes sense, right? Oh, like, it translates all conversation. But now, if whenever I get in trouble, it's just like that's me. Yes, what's going on? So let me pull all this back to Sopranos and 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 uh, Shooter Jennings real fast. Ooh, here's okay. where we're going. Shooter was dating the actress that played um, in Christopher's Sun- girlfriend, Chris in the, in the uh, Sopranos. Remember her name, a blonde actress. I'm I'm blanking on her. She name. was on Sons of Anarchy too. Yeah, mm-hmm. she for long. He so he was dating her during his heyday. So when I hear Christopher, I think Christopher, like how she said in that heavy New Jersey accent, and that's 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 how you I really that as well, other. man. Whatever it takes, <laughs> Christopher. <laughs> Christopher, yeah. Yeah, all about. Uh, all right, I'll bring it real fast though. So yeah. on your website, you've got a real cool thing about you doing the national anthem before a game. It caught, you know, it went yeah. viral a little bit. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, we, yeah, we did. We did a couple of things. So I remember uh, we we had a show in New Orleans um, with Shooter Jennings. Um, it was with Shooter and Blackfoot. And so we were doing, Oh, there we go. We were doing a show and it was just a fly, a fly in show. So we're in the, we're in the airport and, uh, you know, we we're big, like Almond brothers fans, obviously. Yeah. I mean, who's not right. And so, um, we, the, the, the stewardess gets on the microphone in the airport and goes, 
this is the terminal that sings. And immediately I just like, I'm, I'm out, I'm running away. Cause especially <laughs> being in new Orleans, that means I was way too hungover to deal with anything like that. So I just <laughs> bolt. And then the band talks some sense to me like, all right, let's just go up there. Let's do, let's do midnight rider. And you know, we'll, we'll just have some fun with it. So luckily our, our, um, uh, our guitar tech happened to be filming at the time he got it. And then all of a sudden, the news got a hold of it and everybody's like, oh, look at these three-part harmonies in the middle of this airport and all this other stuff. Um, and then the other thing is, yeah, I was doing uh, the national anthem. We, we were really close with the PBR, the, the professional bull riding. And oh, not, not the beer. Not the beer. Very different. <laughs> now, Very different. now, you know what? Now I'm not interested. You know what? It'll, <laughs> it'll kick your ass in a different way. How about that? You know? There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, I got to do the national anthem. I mean, there is there is nothing more uh, ironically sobering than doing the national anthem in front of a bunch of people who will absolutely mess you up yeah. if you do it wrong, you know? So <laughs> if, if, if you watch the video, you can see my eyes are staring like straight ahead. I'm dead, I'm frightened out of my life because, and especially for that one, you know, there's, you've seen the ones where people take liberties and, oh, I'm yeah, going to do this yeah. note here. And so it's like, I know these people straightforward. They want, they don't they want, want all the vocal runs and all that. No, shit. they want the meat and potatoes. They yep. want the notes. So we, uh, yeah, when I did that, you could see the, <laughs> the literal <laughs> impending doom on my face. I'm just like, don't mess this up. Remember your Blues lyrics. Brothers in the country Western bar moment. Uh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. doing rawhide over and over we play oh. two types of music here country and western exactly exactly <laughs> we actually got we got we got 86 out of a bar once because uh they booked us they, they were desperate and and our manager told them was like hey just so you know i know you're you want outlaw country just so you know we are outlaw 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 fringe country like it is going to be like, it's going to be some country songs. It's also going to be Thin Lizzy at the same time. So just so mm -hmm. you know, there's going to be some of that happening. And they're like, yep. Um, we get on stage, we start doing our thing. And everybody who expected two step came in immediately left. The uh, owner came up literally on stage in the middle of a guitar solo, <laughs> pulled me back into his office. You, you didn't advertise right. And you know, you, you lied to us. I was like, dude, here's the emails. We told you, we warned you. And then we got a note in our green room of just his handwriting that just says never again written on it. <laughs> Fantastic. That's a great story. Dude, we kept it. We, we still have it. It's, it's, it's our, I mean, it's our it's pride. It's kind of badge of honor. It really is. Yeah. Were they throwing beer bottles at you guys or just the, the owner just really pissy? Yeah, there wasn't anybody there to throw bottles because uh, we cleared them all out. No, <laughs> I mean, when you show up, you know, wanting boot scoot and boogie and all that other stuff, right. it's, it's great. We're not that band. I appreciate <laughs> right. it. We're not you that band. You should have whipped out your version of Ab Abba's uh, Dancing Queen. We, sh we show, and, and that would <laughs> yeah, make the bartenders would leave at that point, right? They're like, all right, I don't. We don't no, we already went over. This. Everybody likes Dancing Queen. Everybody, Everybody likes Dancing Queen. Absolutely. It would be fine. It's the song that brings everybody together. Exactly. Exactly. What, what cover of Aerosmith do you guys do? Uh, we do 
chip away at the stone. Okay. Really? Yeah. 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 A, wow, that's kind of a deep cut. I wanted to do a deep cut. Yeah, it's, that's cool. Yeah, Very that's cool. a good song. It's one of those ones. It's got a cool. We do it like you know the three part harmony way and everything mm -hmm. like that. So it gives us a moment to kind of flex, um, and still stay in that kind of cool '70s rock vibe. You know, it fits in a lot with it, and it's kind of southerny. You know, you got the slide mm -hmm. and everything like that, especially yeah. with with you know '70s Aerosmith. There's a lot of those kind of tones in there. A lot of blues and southern rock, certainly in that, right? Like that oh, yeah. that original version. Exactly, exactly. So we just kind of did that, embellished it. We did it pretty straightforward. We added some punk rock beats to it, you know, some double time stuff just to keep it up. But um, yeah, yeah, it's one of my favorites. Who's doing the back? Who's doing the, the uh, backup harmony vocals with you guys? Uh, that's Dave and Zach. There, we work okay. really hard. So, like on some shows, we will bust out Seven Bridges Road if we want. Um, just as like a, a five piece band, right? You got yeah. guitar players. One guy plays piano or organ. Yeah. Yep. And he, the, the piano uh, organ player, he also plays guitar. Yeah. Um, and so when he's doing that, I'll pick up my guitar. So we all kind of like round robin, you know, and, and kind of see what happens. Um, I like that though. That versatility is kind of a cool thing, especially playing live. Oh yeah. Well, it, it, it adds flavor, you know, it, it's, it's, well, it's fun for you guys too, right? Like gives you a little variety. It's never boring. Yeah. Never boring. You're a bass player still sporting the Mohawk. He's still got the mohawk. He's contractually obligated that's, at this point. That's probably what got you kicked out of that country western bar. Got shown up One of mohawk. many reasons, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, that's that's a hard sell in that that right. arena. Yeah. Well, once again, fringe outlaw. I don't know how. I don't know how much more we could have explained it. Fringe outlaw, mohawk outlaw country. Right. Right. And it'll be, you know, we'll see, you know, maybe it'll catch on in the, the country community. Well, I think if you, you gotta, you gotta market it. You gotta label it and market it that way. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Just throw a Western shirt on him. It'll be fine. <laughs> it'll, 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 it'll dress the part. everything over. Oh, <laughs> oh, Brian, I think it's time. You want to, <laughs> you, you got to say it, Brian. Oh, Jason is at that time of the show. It is. That's a catchphrase. Perfect. Chris, we got to go with that. You know, I'm that's so how, that's how we let. <laughs> <laughs> um, we like to do the lightning round at the end. It's just a bunch of fun, silly questions, cool. stuff we don't want you to think too hard out of, if you would be so kind. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Um, how'd you take your coffee? Uh, black with two ice cubes in it because it's very hot when it first comes out. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a new answer. <laughs> you, you like. <laughs> You live in a place where if you make a cup of hot coffee, if you stick it outside, it won't cool down and actually get hotter. That's right. That's right. That's right. You could actually get it. You could actually get it actually hotter outside. You can, you can also cook your breakfast your out there. It's fantastic. <laughs> you just go outside. Um, well, we'll go cool now. What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Uh, ooh, I, oh, man. Uh, you know what? I have a soft spot for uh, mint chocolate chip. My grandfather always used to give it to me as a kid. And so it's just always kind of that, that place in my heart. Nice. That's like, I mean, that's a pretty classic combination there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Can't go wrong there. It freshens your breath at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't have to brush my teeth. Well, except for You're obvious good. reasons. You know, yeah. Yeah. No gingivitis. Yeah, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Nobody will notice. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
we go we go to visit Fair, Phoenix, Arizona, Brian and I. Where should mm-hmm. give us a good place to go to eat? Some place that you enjoy. Ooh, good place to eat. Um, yeah. We got a, but honestly, you know, uh, there's a taco place right around the corner. Uh, they have a mesquite grill inside. So you just walk in and you're immediately assaulted with like the best <laughs> smells ever. There's usually a line around the block for it. It's called Taco Boys. Really wish they had a better name for it. And, um, but it's fantastic. Like you cannot beat their Al Pastor tacos. Like just, Ooh, that's so Al Pastor. Yeah. All right, Brian, mark it down. That's more than Phoenix. We're going to Taco Boys. Right on. We'll do. Highly recommended. Yeah. You got a favorite place to visit, like eating wise when you're on the road? You know what? Um, <laughs> when you're on the road, you eat a lot of gas station food. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The taquitos and the, the old say, crinkly hot know, dogs. I, I, the, 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 <laughs> The, the fake rock star answer is yes. I usually when I'm, when I'm out on the road, I try to like, do like, do like what the locals do. What's the cool thing here? Like, yeah, yeah, of course. Place. Sure. Sure. The, the real I'm on the road or whatever is usually QT. If I could find like a QT or, you know, a high end gas station with some good beef jerky, I'm set for a while. <laughs> <laughs> You're, I mean, you know, pretty low. Fi- that's pretty easy going. Yeah. Yeah. Low maintenance. Yeah. Exactly. I like it. And the yeah. Waffle uh, House, of course, right? Well, wow. yeah. I mean, have you gotten to the Waffle? Listen, if you're doing Southern Rock of any sort, you got to go to Waffle House. Waffle House, Waffle House gets shit on for no reason. You know exactly what you're doing when you go yeah. in there. <laughs> you know exactly the kind of energy it's going to be. Everybody the crowd, else there is also you know drunk. What the bathrooms are going to look like. You know, <laughs> exactly. every, like there, no surprise. What are you complaining about? You know what exactly. You're into. Exactly. I'm drunk. The cook's drunk. Let's party. Like that's what you do when you <laughs> go in the water. And there's a drug it's, deal it's going true. on. In the dumpster. It's true. <laughs> and I like Waffle House. I love Waffle House. I've been there a while. I gotta do that. Man, the all-American breakfast. You just can't beat it. You get a waffle, eggs, meat. You get yeah. grits or you know whatever. That's no, perfect hash browns. Perfect. I mean, it, it is the all-American meal. <laughs> it's, 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 it's an institution at this point. It, it really is. It is an institution. It really should. And, you know, maybe that should be on our flag. The there we go. Like there we go. <laughs> we introduced <laughs> Waffle House to you. I'm say sorry. What it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. See, I told you these are random questions. I love it. I love it. Um, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star uh, Star Wars for yes, yeah, Star Wars. Star Wars is like this. It's a roller coaster. Yeah, I, I know. It's audio podcast. It's a roller coaster. <laughs> um, it's like eh. when it's good, it's really good. When it's not, man, you need to stay away from it. Star Trek kind of goes. Uh, it's Trek every is, other film in Star Trek is the good ones, like the two, the four, the six. Ex- uh, exactly. Exactly. It's a little more spotty, but the show. I mean, those plot points have been developed into movies, you know. Well, there's a billion series, too. And I think they, you know, they interweave, I think, everything together. And I'm not, you know, I'm not seeing everything in Star Trek, but I know there's like a. Oh, yeah. Like something that's stitched together somehow. Exactly. Exactly. But I'm no, with I, you. I, I think I like Star Wars better, but I'm. it does kind of, it goes up and down. And, yeah, there's a couple of, there's a couple of ones that I'm like, ooh, you know, I don't need to do that one again. There's Enjoy. some, there's some pretty dodgy acting and, and more, more, more dialogue is really what, which the, the dodgy piece of a lot of it. 
yeah the, when they try to explain something that didn't need explaining and you're like i didn't you give me the mystery like man. the force i didn't need to know the force is like no, give me the mystery like who, who, who gives a shit no no give me the mystery i want the mystery right. i want to know i don't want to know anything too you're a space wizard this. just because there's no other reason you're a cool. space wizard yeah how i want to see space wizards fighting other space wizards that's why i showed right. up man yeah <laughs> um dc or marvel Ooh. Oh, okay. DC. DC. Okay. Eh, I'm, I'm, here's the problem. I'm kind of marveled out. So okay. fair enough. But DC always had just all around better heroes characters. and villains and characters. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, mm-hmm. they deal with it in a more grounded way marvel they're just like oh i don't know let's see what ha- this person can do this it's like wow okay you know where i think stanley did a lot of drugs it's <laughs> you know what and and as a society we're all better for it so true i'm not arguing that so but yeah it is a little wild out there but then you get but you know it, it's impossible to beat joker as a villain um unless you're jared leto and then <laughs> have, oh, wow <laughs> I don't know why I needed to throw him under the bus. Well, listen, he dipped his toes into Marvel at this point. To, That's true. Also non-successful. It's uh, also true. Well, with it's Morbin time. If the internet it's is Morbin time, the internet has oh taught me God. anything. Um, yeah, I think at DC. Yeah, I'm again. I, I'm going to agree with you on that. I think overall, like I've always enjoyed DC, like comics and the characters better. I will say Marvel does a better job live action stuff. Yeah, DC does oh, a better absolutely. job with the animated features. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I grew up with uh, Batman the animated series. Yeah. Superman so, animated and, series, Justice League, Justice all League Unlimited. So Classics. good. So good. Yeah. I forced my kids to watch the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited DVDs with me when they were younger. There you go. There you go. Okay. I'm a good Everybody's parent. Everybody's getting enjoyment out of that one. There you go. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And my son always liked the villains better too, which is weird. Like he his whole his whole goal in life was to have henchmen, I believe. Damn. All right. Well, there's always <laughs> politics. I mean, I guess you could make that work. Right? <laughs> we always said, you know, he, was, he would be a good lawyer or a corrupt politician. So there you go. Well, I mean, henchmen abound. All yeah, right. It's, it's like, have you seen the Mitchell brothers before? Oh, God, I love the video. Yeah, let me talk about the henches, right? And all they oh, get yeah. that whole henchman culture thing. That's a, Exactly. We could do it. Brian knows I can do geek talk, and I can also do gear talk. So as long as the two Gs. Oh, yeah. I could do I'm it. in. What's your favorite guitar? Favorite guitar? Um, What's your number one, I guess? My number one is my ESP. Um, yes. They, uh, Very Metallica. I mean, what yes. the heck are you using They were Metallica. They were Dave Mustaine for yeah. a while. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I as a teenager, I went out, I bought the Dave Mustaine got the, when he had his ESP deal, he had the DV8, you know, white V, mm-hmm. pearl white V. So I, I, I made my mom buy me that. Um, and I've always, they, they're just solid guitars. You mm-hmm. know, they, it does everything I need. You know, I'm, and I'm not a huge big bells and whistles kind of guy. And, um, you know, Les Paul has a has a vibe. Gibson has a vibe, but ESP mm-hmm. just kind of has this kind of like understated cool that I've always loved. And what, you're playing those in open tuning. I'm oh, sorry, Brian. Go those ahead. Own, I'm sliding on them too. What what model are you playing now, ESP? Um, I got the uh, uh, Eclipse, the Eclipse Two. 
the, the brand hmm. new one that they got. Okay. That's the main one that I'm I'm doing at shows now. That's like okay. the that's the Les Paul body shape, isn't it? Like the double Les cut Paul or body shape. I got it Snow White. Um, and yeah, I mean, especially with with some kind of the newer stuff, it's got the active pickups in there. You know, it's got. You're, it's you're not playing slide with active pickups, are you? Uh huh. Oh my god! I'm putting like it that doesn't a, like. Uh, dude well but i wanted gnarly sound so i'm even i mean yeah, i even okay. have a, a fuzz pedal you know that i activate at the same time so it just gets that like natural breakup um, oh no wonder that country bar kicked your asses out i know we told them we're not <laughs> good guys playing slide guitar bar. they're active pickups out yeah yeah it's, it's very cool because you, you know like there's such the stereotype of like esp and jackson everything those those are metal guitars so you're right. playing like a guitar like in a style that people wouldn't expect and that's very very cool yeah yeah i think it's 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 one of those things you know especially as an artist you know you're you're always looking to kind of find yourself and define yourself and what what helps my voice for right now and and by voice i mean you know what am i contributing musically or something like that and my last thing before jason gets the next question about uh, esp is like gary holt from exodus and also played in slayer he actually played an ltd yeah Oh, like yeah, the yeah. actual LTD, like I think, uh, just stock. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's a huge compliment to them. As far as, as far as like pick up and go, because I mean, that's the problem with a lot of guitars. You know, you go and you buy them in a shop or whatever. Okay, I got to get it set up. I got to do mm-hmm. this. I got to have it do that. I, all it took me was tuning it and then boom, I was ready to go. I didn't have to adjust <sighs> the action. I didn't have to do anything to it. It was ready. You know, so as far as a pick up cool. and go guitar that is always going to treat you right, it's really can't and sturdy that's a that's a bull is that a bolt on neck versus glue um i I don't remember i don't remember i don't well we know the head's not not gonna snack like a gibson at least that is damn sure about that yeah that's Um, a pretty damn sturdy guitar exactly exactly well and i i'm used to playing like baseball neck thick um necks so you know the fact that it's able to like keep up with my like crushing grip on it is just fantastic what uh what size strings are you using i do uh i do you doing like 11s you see sticking with 10s or what no i do i do the hybrids i do the uh the heavy the heavy or the the high top heavy bottom ones um just for because i want that low end heavy Mm -hmm. crunch you know Mm -hmm. really digging into it and then the high ends so i mean it's I'm not the lead player, so I don't really have to worry about it too much. But um, yeah, I, I just I tend to use the hybrids more often than not. Or if I'm doing like I have one guitar that's just dedicated for just massive slide. That one is is all heavy, so that's all uh, I think 11s or even 12s. Yeah, but you probably set the action up a little higher than too because a heavier gauge string plus playing slide. Yeah. 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 Uh, which what amp are you using right now? Oh man. Uh, all right. We can have this conversation. So <laughs> I, uh, I love Kempers. I, you know, it's, and my band hates me for it. And we talk about it every day, but I don't have to lift anything. It has all my amps saved in there. I can just rotate okay. them out. Listen, we got to stop with this solid snake state snobbery shit right now. You know what Thank I mean? Thank you. Yeah, I moved to a solid state orange amp. It is, I'm old. Yeah. It's easier to do. It's got, I don't even have modeling on it's, it's got, you know, I, solid state, man. Wait, wait, hold on. I'm pointing to my little micro terror right there. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I've got yeah. a little orange. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. I saw over that. here too. Um, I've, I've, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so. I mean, here's the thing with Kempers, right? You know, as far as if we're going to talk about analog versus digital, a handful of years ago, if you were uh, playing digital, okay, I could totally see it, and we could all hear it. Now that bar is right about the same to where like if i if i show up and i play a kemper live because we're literally it's my kemper competing with you know uh dave's marshall mm-hmm. and when that happens unless you are a purist snob in the back with your arms folded like oh i could totally hear it i'm not really playing to that guy i'm playing to the audience as long as the mm-hmm. audience is cool and the sounds the way that a, a rock show is supposed to sound different mm-hmm. exactly. exactly so why am i going to spend all this time lugging heavy stuff in a, in a trailer across the country and huge racks and huge this or it's I way more durable up. too and you don't have to worry about and fucking changing out your tubes and everything oh i don't have to God. worry i literally i show up i place my pedal board down hand the the sound guy the cable and then i go have a bar and watch everybody else set up their gear for the next hour i judge people who are <laughs> who are like snobs about that stuff you better be a pretty fucking good guitar player just right. you're gonna make comments about solid state amps you know i, I appreciate that we will <laughs> we will champion this together <laughs> <laughs> that and nothing wrong that yeah. waffle house yeah, yeah. Yeah, we need a solid state guitar sponsored by Waffle House. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm I'll, I'll make a couple calls after this. We'll see what we can do. Gotta get the waffle, the waffle, the, the waffle. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's yeah. You just do the shape. It's fantastic. It's yeah, already hundred percent. Right. It, ready know, to go. It's, it sounds like a done deal. I, I the fact that they haven't done it already is just a travesty. It's, I think. Yeah. What the hell, man? That's where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's one piece of gear that you want that you don't have? Ooh, that's a really all right this is going to sound okay so from like a musical perspective um especially with digital the way that it is i kind of have access to everything that i need i will say this uh from a stage show perspective if i could if i could get just some of those nice led screens just to up that production level oh i would be right there um and I've been trying for years to try to find a way to make it cheap and affordable. And it's just not quite there yet. Um, but that's the one thing I bug my manager about just about every week about shopping around and trying to look for something just for that, that little extra pop of stage show. We can't, we yeah. can't, uh, you know, cause we're a live band, we don't run any tracks or anything like that. So we can't, we would never time anything, but just to have something mm-hmm. there as a visual element would just help so much not relying on wherever you're showing up and whatever lighting situation they have going on. Exactly. The more we could be self-contained, I mean, our entire sound rig is self-contained and everything like that. Like we control, we don't even need a stage sound guy. We all control it from- Oh, no kidding. Are you get somebody running up from the stage from you guys or what? No, we just, we got, uh, we have a digital, um, we have a digital board on stage. So it okay. runs to each one of our in-ears. Uh, we run a splitter. So the front of house gets their feed. We control so, our yeah. stage sound from uh, uh, uh-huh. our cell phones as long as it's going to our in-ears. Wow, cool. No... Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, we try Sounds to keep like... everything. Well, and then tying with the Kemper too, I don't have to worry about my volume changing because of mics or the temperature <laughs> outside for that right. particular day or, you know, whatever. It's like my tone is going to be consistent. My volume is going to be consistent. And when you look at 
everything, you know, we try to keep everything as consistent from the night before. That way we're not second guessing anything, you know? Yeah. You don't have to sit there and sound check for two hours. There is no reason to be ashamed of solid state. I, I just sold one of my old solid state amps. It was a Vox 80, 80, 50 VT or whatever. Anyway, oh, there you go. teenage girl, mom bought it for teenage girl. The girl's trying and She's like, like, you got to change the tubes. I was like, Oh no. Like this is, this is what you want for a girl like that. Cause one, you know, you don't have to worry about any of the maintenance or any of the costs. Like this thing right. is other than every so many years, if it starts crackling, have somebody take and clean all the connect, whatever. Exactly. But you've got all these different sounds and stuff that you can do, you know, I'm like, no, man, yeah. don't not solid state. No, you don't need solid it's, state. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you don't need a tube. Just say uh, the solid yeah, state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's the first record you remember getting? Uh, I remember, I, I actually remember the first like CD CD I got. Yeah. Was, first, you know, album, I guess it just was, uh, God, it was one of Bon Jovi's, um, and nineties era Bon Jovi's when they cut their hair and I couldn't tell you Ooh. what song I really liked on it or Ooh. anything like that. I just remember that Ooh. was the first one. I don't know if I've ever told anybody that, and I don't know if I should going forward. We won't judge you harshly. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. That's fine. Let's go back to me talking about how cool Megadeth is. Can we go back to <laughs> Yeah, let's go back to that and eating yeah. at Waffle House and listening yeah, exactly. to Yeah, exactly. I was cooler back then. I was cooler back <laughs> Getting five kicked out ago. of bars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, what, are, what are the last three artists you've streamed? Uh, I am obsessed right now with uh, Viagra Boys. Um <laughs> which are so taco boys and viagra boys I viagra boys a theme <laughs> i don't like that that's a theme uh that's weird you listen to the bullet boys <laughs> yeah exactly i yeah we'll just add more of that um <laughs> no viagra boys they're like they're 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 post they're they're post punk uh what does that like, mean what does post punk mean like isn't it just punk or is it like no, it's like sarcastic. It's like sarcastic about being punk. Okay. It's I, I don't know how to describe it, but they they just they just did a new song called Punk Rock Loser, which is hilarious. Um and they're absolutely incredible. Um they're they they just released an album called Cave World that I, I think I've if okay. if I could have like ruined anything from playing it too much, I would have on that. Uh Hold on, I actually. I, yeah, I can use I, your phone. It's fine. You can. You can yeah. use open book. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, who else was I doing? Oh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Oh yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they were coming through town, and I was like, I do not have enough. They're drugs. like prog rock, prog metal, or I don't know how to describe those guys. No, they're they're literally whatever they want to be for that yeah. album. I yeah. feel I feel like they just sit down and go, all right, let's record some stuff, and then they just do it because also they do what two three albums a year or something like that. Their their work ethic is just nuts. Um, and oh, okay, well here we'll just do this one too, and then Destat, Destat, D E, and then S T A A T. Oh, they're. Their album Icon, front to back, is one of the best records I've ever heard. Is that a recent release? Relatively. That's, uh, where was that? That was 2013, but I, they're always not far from my top listened. Um, I'm looking them up right now. On the they're, they're a band that I love everything. They think about the, the product as a whole. So when they 
write their songs, they think about the record, and then they then they think about the video and how that impacts the record, and then they theme it all around to where it's one total package. Absolutely incredible to see them work. These are um, European dudes. Yes. 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 Yeah. The the start. Yes. But it's like uh, it's kind of like uh, it's a little Queens of the Stone Age. Um, depending on which record you go to, it's just great stuff. They All right, chat. Well, I just I just pulled them up on my uh, Amazon Unlimited or whatever the hell. I, I'm yeah, using. that's why. Let, let me know what you so think. See what's going on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If you guys could play a bill with any band, who are you choosing? Damn. Um, I'm Aerosmith. Damn it. I want right. to do. I, I want to get it. that. I want to get that show out of here. I, we, <laughs> they've been on that. That we've covered them. We need to play with them list. I'd love to knock All that right. one off. I'll take it. Yeah. Let's, let's say they want to do a little jam session in the night. Joe Perry and Steven Tyler call you up. What song you playing? Ooh, oh, that's the really hard one. Oh, what is Train Kept a Rolling? Is a good jam. Yeah. All of that. Mama Ken. Mama Ken. Oh, now I'm just racing. Well, you said late era stuff. Like, pick something off the pink. I mean, I mean, that's going to be nobody's going to do that. Well, also, be, oh, actually, no, I would. I, I actually have a base six, so we would have to go through back in the saddle, of course. Oh, um, there we go. Uh, just because that's one of my favorite songs to play. Uh, but yeah, I mean, anything off of anything off of Nine Lives, even into Just Push Play and all of that stuff, I'm totally into all of that I, uh... stuff. One of the late, one of the late version Aerosmith. I'm gonna call it, it was late era. It was like the actual '90s. I was in college. Right. Um, right. <clears throat> um, Deuces Wild or Wild is a great song. That was like on the uh, Beavis and Butt or some soundtrack. It was never yeah. on an album. And yeah. It was like on a greatest hits compilation or something. Yeah. yeah great yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah. They had a big hook. That's Aerosmith, though. Especially yeah. in that era. That era, they were everything was a big hook. I mean, even a, a Dave Grohl. Um, he said, you know, find find the chorus in, in half of those songs. They're all choruses. Yeah. Get to the you chorus, know? don't bore us. Yeah. Come on. And it's just and it's just chorus after chorus after chorus after chorus to where you're like, okay, I guess I'm, you know, you're just gonna hit me with all of that in one song. Sweet. Okay, cool. You know, and then to do an entire album of that. <laughs> they were the first concert I ever saw was Aerosmith. They were the first concert I ever 87 saw. with Guns N' Roses opening. Oh, that would be brutal. I love I that. have an older sister by four years, and I was 12, and her and her friends took me. Right? Oh, yeah. No, I saw I saw Aerosmith. They were my first concert. I think I was, I was nine years old, and they were doing the wow. Nine Lives tour. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's just such a and, – and I remember they, they just released a book around then, and there's Little Me, and they're doing their kind of book tour on top of their tour, so they were doing, like, book signings, so – mom and i we wait in line literally i get to the front of the line they allow me to go through they stop the line they close everybody off so then i'm just in a room with aerosmith and they just gave me five minutes alone with aerosmith just to like whoa talk like wow yeah it, just because you're a kid or did you like just mom or somebody and, that? And, and it's just they just wanted to you know make Damn. sure that all their fans felt like incredible dedication to fans you know we just had uh, Tyler Bryant back on for a second time, but he had Graham Whitford with him uh, this oh. time to talk about the new album. So, you know, he's right. Brad's son. And I, I totally like a tool at the end. I'm like, hey, you know, love your dad's band. It's the first concert I ever saw. And they helped me get in the rock music. And my wife heard from upstairs. She's like, oh, my God. 
you fucking nerd. <laughs> yeah. 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 You just you just blew it. You just blew all the future contacts. It's like, ah, crap. I acted, <laughs> I acted too much like a fan. Yeah, exactly right. But I mean, Aerosmith was one of the first bands, rock bands I got into. And, you know, they, they still love them. I, you know what? I, 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 I don't get starstruck very often. I did have an experience. I met, um, I met Tommy Shaw from Sticks. Wow. Yeah. And, 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 Damn Yankees? No. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, 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 was, yeah, yeah. with, with, yeah, with uh, yeah. Blades and Blades, uh, yeah. Nugent, all those guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I've never, I've never been starstruck. For some reason, he just like hit that chord in me to where like my brain shut off. I was like, hi, hi. <laughs> and then you just like, all right, I'm going to go uh, cry in a puddle. For no <laughs> uh, yeah. That was it's 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 always weird. You never know how you're gonna act when that when those people who are like so influential like show up in your oh. life. Like, do I you either pretend I call it a, a I call it jungle cat protocol. So like especially when we were playing with with ZZ Top, you know, every time we we've been backstage, it's like all right, if you see one of them, it's jungle cat, just back up slowly. Don't make eye no. contact. Don't make eye contact. Don't don't appear threatening. Don't turn just, and run. You know, but yeah, face exactly. them, but don't look at them. Exactly, exactly. It's, it's it's that's how you have to act sometimes. Where it's like, okay. Have you seen the movie Nope? That new horror movie that came. No, out? No, I haven't yet. Not yet. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't want to spoil anything, but that right. just touched on something for me. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And when you see it, when you watch it, you'll know what I'm talking about. All right. Done. Done. Um. Brian and I, you know, we talked to a lot of people and while we, we often like showcase like newer bands or like, you know, up and coming bands like yourself, mm-hmm. we, we do have like established people. Like we've had Steve Gorman on and, and Brian and I are both huge Black Crows fans. Right. Little Star Truck, little nervous at first, but he ended up being pretty right. cool. Um, Charlie Starr from Blackberry Smoke, who course, I was yeah. less starstruck talking to him than I thought ought to be, particularly because I was wearing a junkyard shirt. He's like, is that a junkyard? I almost wore that same shirt. And like, right. off to the race is like, cool, everything's cool. Awesome. But uh, we had uh, Kevin Martin from Candlebox on, who I've always loved Candlebox. It's like yeah. one of the first CDs I ever got. Right. Like, for some reason, like talking to him, I was like really super freaking nervous. It's just it's weird how that really, happens. It's it's yeah. weird when that stuff because you don't know who it's gonna be. And and you know, even for me with Tommy Shaw, I'm not a huge sticks. I like sticks, but I'm not like, oh my god, sticks. And so for that one to hit that chord for me, I was like, what is happening inside right now? Why is it why is it him out of all of the people that I've met, you know, that this is happening? And it just hit, it just hits. No. Yeah, right. And I was Brian a little one with Kevin Martin in the beginning, like mm, you know, because just because I like that band for so long, and like yeah. you're, this guy's gonna think I'm a big dork, isn't he? And like, <laughs> oh, now I feel shitty about myself. <laughs> it's, it's all right. It's all right. That's that's where you bring out the tub of ice cream, just sitting by yourself, dark. <laughs> Got to get that mint chocolate chip out, yeah, man. Like, that way you don't exactly. have to brush your teeth when you're done. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Got to bring it all back to the start. Hey, right, dude, it's all about the callbacks. All about the callbacks. See, I should have been. Should have done stand-up comedy. That's what you do. You tie that last bit Ex- back in the first bit, right? Exactly. exactly. The callback. Yeah. Um, two last question for you. Yeah. Um, one short, one a little, probably a little bit longer, but cool. give us a song or artist we'd be surprised to hear you like. And he can't be ABBA. No. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, wow. Uh, <laughs> we already did that one. All right. I don't even know if it's guilty pleasure anymore, but I'll, I, I, I'm not allowed to use that because every person I was like, well, it's not really a guilty pleasure music. I'm like, all right. It's like, what would be surprised? Okay. Just 
Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette is a fantastic album. It's an amazing. Yeah, it's not a guilty album. pleasure. I just don't think thought. I'd be surprised. I don't think I'd be surprised that anybody would like that album. I like, know. Yeah, I don't know. Album. It's just one of those things. I, I sometimes people do, but I don't know. I, I, then again, you know, I don't know anybody who's ever said like, nah. Man, all right, guilty pleasures. Hold on, let me go through. Uh, all right, huge darkness fan. Oh, I love the darkness. That's some of the best concerts I've ever seen. Best experiences of the darkness. And incredible guitar players too. Like, oh my God. Yeah. But both uh, um, Justin and Dan, the brothers are both tremendous. Yeah. yeah. And Justin, I mean, Justin's new YouTube channel is doing. Love fantastic. that show. It's so good. So good. So good. So good. Um, damn. Hit me with the guilty player. Well, I mean, you know what I mean? Um, you got a pop star like a 90s or 2000s pop star or show tunes or I mean little shop of horrors you're tunes. in like... I, was, I was obsessed with Hamilton for way too long um, way too long to where I now know all the words to <laughs> well I mean at, at, it, it's all sung right so I know all the words to the play yep. um, yeah actually show tunes we'll just go through that musicals are fantastic right. Sweeney Todd Hamlet ha- Hamlet you know what I mean um, Oklahoma ha- Hamilton uh oklahoma all of them <laughs> absorbing all of them sound of music just anything uh, yep fire them up i'm in let's do it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. all right last one and you can't use the story about being kicked out of a country western bar but give us a good oh. story interesting story from the road that hey tell something great what pops cool. in your head i got one all right so we're in it's new year's eve we're in la and we are playing at the whiskey and we get done and we're getting all of our stuff off stage. When you play in LA, usually they just throw all your gear out on the street or whatever. So I'm working on so getting that's all- very nice. It's very nice of them. Very nice. of them. So I'm working on getting all of our stuff out onto the street. And um, at the time, our bass player, he had a, a Batman logo tattoo, like real big across his chest, just huge Batman logo. You said at the time, has it been removed? No, our bass player at the time, he's no longer bass player. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Not yeah. the Mohawk bass player. Not the Mohawk dude. Different dude. Yeah. No, if Mark had a huge Batman tattoo, I'd make it. But I would say off. that you got a big Mohawk, you probably have a Batman symbol across your chest. He probably, <laughs> he's probably got something, something, something there is adding up. So, uh, <laughs> He so I, I look up and on the balcony of the whiskey, there's these two girls, and they're they keep they keep pointing to their chest, which I think is great, but they're doing the Batman logo, like hey, we want to talk to that guy. Okay, so so it's not like a Motley Crew video. It's not like a Motley Crew video. I'm not that cool. So <laughs> I go, I, I look at the bass player, I was like, Hey, go up there, I'll handle all of this stuff. Um, go do your thing, obviously. Two chicks, great, fantastic. Go, go, be have a fantasy. So he goes up there, get everything packed up. I walk back in there. I'm kind of you know talking with people, drinking whatever, and then like a cartoon puff of smoke, he just kind of flies by. Goes, I'll call you if I need you. And he has the two chicks in tow. He just darts out the door. Um, I'm gonna tell this story in two separate ways. I'm gonna tell it from okay. how I came about in back into the story first. And then what he told me had happened. So. <laughs> That's like one of the movies or TV episodes where they show you the ending and then. Exactly. The exactly. So we're going to. Okay. I got gotcha. you. We're going to loop back into it. So it's after midnight. 
yay we're driving back to the hotel room whatever i finally get a call from him he goes uh i'm crouching a bush i don't know where i am <laughs> maintain radio silence and then he hangs up on me i'm like okay so i call him back i was like he, he said i don't know where i am all i know is that there was blood maintain radio silence and it hangs up on me again and now I'm thinking he's killed somebody at this point. That's clearly, I'm going to have to cover up for murder or something like that. We eventually get a hold of him. We find out where he is. We drive up. He's hiding in a bush, flashing our light. Literally, it's like we could see him hiding in the bush. He's like, oh my God, somebody's- not very good hiding then. It's not very good. It's it's not very good. And he goes, uh, he's like, oh my God, there's somebody here. Yeah, that's us. Flash your lights flash our lights flash them again get in the car get it stop it get in the car all right so we find out goes into a school bus on its way to some new year's eve party somewhere him and the two chicks making out great he gets past something on a school bus on a school bus this not full school kids just people going to a party people going to a party they got a hold of a school bus it's la anything is possible yeah so uh he gets past something he smokes it they're (laughs) doing they're on their trip he goes to this party he goes and still making out with them whatever it's in it's in like some business warehouse district or whatever two stories though so he goes in there it's loud music bar orders a drink they walk upstairs and they're they start making out at the top of the stairs um one of them is so out of her mind that she falls backwards down the stairs and he freaks out as anybody would so he runs down there grabs her hey are you okay she's like oh i'm fine totally cool you know whatever yeah so then they just start making out more again it's like okay cool um he then as he's kissing her he reaches around the back of her head and sees that there's blood on his hand and he goes oh my god we need to get you help and then that's when everybody starts looking at him and so him in his most desperate move just as anybody would takes off he just runs he's like i'm not dealing with this not worth it i'm out of here so uh he ran and hid in the bush and then that was it he was being apparently being chased by by uh what he presumes was the cartel, I guess, or something like, I don't know. When, <laughs> you know, when you're in that state, I guess, you know? So he was just like, all I know is that they're chasing me and I don't know what's happening. So then, yeah. So then we pick him up. Uh, needless to say, he's fine and don't get into a school bus on Hollywood. More of the story. Don't get in a school bus on Hollywood going to a New Year's Eve party. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Very specific. No matter how many girls are making out with you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I when you saw down the stair, I figured there was a head wound coming. It was a head wound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those things bleed like crazy. Um, exactly. Yeah. So how much longer was he in the band after that? A while. Uh, <laughs> right. We, hey, we had fun. We had I mean, he didn't time. do anything wrong, right? He, he didn't. Do no, he didn't wrong. do anything wrong. And wrong. it's not like it was, you know, it, 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 yeah, it was fine. So, um, yeah, it was we just kept going for a while and then it wasn't until because that was in the band that that um 
that was in whiskey six times. Okay. So, All right. So yeah. So then after when we reformed this, that was uh, that was when Mark came along. Well, Brian, that was a good story. That was an incredible story. I was like, I didn't know where we were going to go with that I was that like, one. what's going to happen next? What's going to happen? Yeah. 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 I could see a television episode of that. I could, it was playing in my mind as you're talking. <laughs> I'm like, I, 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 I know how we're going to lay all this out. I, could, it, I see it. We're going to put it together. It all tracks. It all, it's very well. That should be a video. When you guys put another song out, like, I don't right. care what the theme of the freaking song is. Like, that should be just what's going on in, in the video. <laughs> Done, done. It's autobiographical at that point, right? Just, you know, you know, like, yeah. this is actual just need stuff. to rent a, rent a school bus, find a uh, you know a warehouse in an industrial district, and a bunch of people like you're good. We're good. Hey, I, I'm sure there's plenty of model wannabes in L.A. I mean, I'm sure. You well, can I'm watch. sure. I mean, yeah. listen, Phoenix isn't too bad itself. That's true. That's true. <laughs> We do, yeah, yeah. If you've cruised down Scottsdale, it's like, all right, man, it's just, yeah. You know, hot hot weather brings hot girls. It's just how it is. That's how it is. Yep, that's how it is. And on that note, Christopher Shane, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. Absolutely, absolutely. That was fun, man. Now, where do we go? Where do our listeners go to find out more about you, your music, where you're playing shows, yeah. merch, all that good stuff? All that good stuff. It's all on. Uh, it's all online. And if you want to listen to us, we're on all the streaming stuff. Christopher Shane, S-H-A-Y-N-E. Um, we're around, man. You, if you look for us, you will find us. And you and I are going to start the cult of solid state amps and multiple That's, house together. Exactly. I'm in. Exactly. Done. Done. Brian? Thank you to Christopher Shane for being on. Uh, you've made friends here. And you're coming back again and again. You don't know. Well, what he may choose not to after this, Brian. You, he may be like, "Hell no!" Instantly in the all things blues and Southern rock family, and we've awesome. you know, there's not another podcast when we're going to go straight from from Megadeth to Dwight Oakum, Dwight Yoakum, oh, yeah. Abba, Waffle House, Star Wars. We yeah, <laughs> we listeners are in for the gamut on this Head one. Man. This yeah, has been yeah. the yeah. most pleasantly delight diverse. This has been great, man. Awesome. Thank <laughs> man, this has been no, great. It's, it's so much fun, man. Oh, this makes it all worth it. Hey, man, uh, thanks, uh, Christopher Shane. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you, guys. Thanks to Christopher Shane, and thanks to uh, the mighty, eclectic, and amazing discussion that took many turns. Uh, I don't know. Have we had one this diverse before? I mean you know or you know way out there jd simo was way out there uh, way out there in a good way there. though man like i think he could you know christopher could do some stand-up comedy too but uh he could uh, man and like uh, he, yeah it was definitely random we've had a lot of random ones diverse ones and this was definitely one of the better and he was a delight because you never we don't really know people before they get on and mm -hmm. you, just, you know you have a vision in your mind and he was completely opposite yeah what i expected just great could talk yeah. about any subject had a lot of energy uh made our jobs easy just because he is like very funny and outgoing he, he is very you know like for as although it's a guy instead of like leilani and and aaron you know just so natural and jacks as well you know this is yeah. like the male version of that you know if that makes any sense like just so just a natural talking, like you said, yeah. And, and which story do you like the best? And <laughs> <laughs> can kind of play along with everything we throw at them too, which is good, right? Like kind of the ability to take that and run with it. There seems to be very much a thing like where like he, 
I mean, he's serious about what he does, but he doesn't take himself too seriously. That's Absolutely kind of not. what I got, you know. Um, he has a good head on his shoulder about stuff, yeah. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> kind of sitting here slack-jawed, you know, to you know, what and else And I like that say? story that he told from the road. Like, I could, I what he was talking about, I could see that. I could visualize yeah, everything sure. that was going on. Very descriptive he, way he did that. He, like, he just like, he's yeah. He's got to make a music video with all that stuff. And he's got <laughs> sure, to. Sure, yeah. Or at least some of that imagery, but great i dig i dig the new song nice ride very southern rocky like it's it's good if you guys like the heavier end of rock with blues and southern rock like chris check out christopher shane's stuff because it's got that metal hard rock with that blues mm -hmm. and southern rock with it I, I dig it like a harder yeah. edge blackberry smoke you know he mentioned Arl burnside he mentioned esp guitars so man yeah you guys gotta know he's gonna be coming back lots so until then always remember southern rock is reverent blues is blood we'll see you next time Gonna take it, no fortunate son Gonna get in my way Dying on the vine, ain't no way living Praying for another rain Yeah Quicksand boots keeping me from running I'm looking for tomorrow everywhere today Gotta live with what I've done If I'ma keep on living Praying for another day Yeah, I just wanna know what it feels like Yeah, I just wanna know
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.